0: Did you hit play today and wonder, what is imposter syndrome and do I have it? Imposter syndrome is feeling out of place in the scenes that you've dreamed up for yourself. It's like reaching that big goal and looking around thinking, I don't belong here. Someone's going to call me out. I'm not supposed to be here. Imposter syndrome plagues even the most accomplished, successful people because it has nothing to do with our qualifications or experience. It attacks your confidence and changes your inner dialogue, and it can impact your productivity big time. I know all about how imposter syndrome feels. I've been there, and heck, I still feel it some days. I mean, I remember the first time I finally told someone that I was a photographer without feeling like I needed to follow up with a million other disclosures. I was at the dentist of all places and someone's hands were in my mouth and I awkwardly grunted, I'm a wedding photographer. And maybe I didn't add in everything else because I was about to choke or something, but either way, that day stands out to me because I remember how I felt so proud that I was able to claim my title for once. It was a random turning point for me to just say photographer instead of leading with this whole story about how I'm an executive of human resources, but I kind of sort of have this camera on a blog and I'm trying to become a wedding photographer. Have you ever done that? Imposter syndrome is psychological and I'm no psychologist. However, I've muscled through the feelings of not good enough and who do I think I am? And so I want to share with you my own personal experiences, how I tackled my own imposter syndrome and mix that with some careful research from trusted sources. I want you to have the tools you need to push away that nagging self-doubt and to do the big things you were born to do. At the very least, this will be a jumping off point for you to recognize your imposter syndrome and be begin working through it to claim your title and place in the world with pride. Are you ready for it? Here
1: we go. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations This episode of the
0: Gold Digger podcast is brought to you by my favorite all-natural skincare, Primally Pure. I started using Primally Pure skincare and natural deodorant a year ago when my fertility doctor challenged me to clean up the products I used and I am hooked. Head to jennacutcher.com slash Primally Pure to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 10%. That's JennaKutcher.com slash P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy Gold Diggers. Did you know that I have created beautiful templates, resources, and presets that you can own? Shop Jenna Kutcher is filled with all kinds of tools to make running your business even easier. Head to shopjennakutcher.com and use the code golddigger to save 20% off your first digital purchase. That's shopjennakutcher.com. Imposter syndrome can manifest itself in so many different ways. For me, I couldn't even say the words, I'm a photographer. When people asked me what I did, I'd always hide behind the corporate job that made me feel powerful and worthy and impressive. Saying that I was trying to be a photographer meant that people could ask me questions that I might not have answers to, and it left me feeling really vulnerable and cautious. And after coming across a few nasty feeds and Facebook groups about photographers, it honestly kind of made me want to hide. It's wild to think about how uncertain I was in that season because I knew exactly what I wanted, but I was so worried about what people would think about that dream that I often hid behind titles that the world knew, ones that didn't invite more conversation or ones that would question my path. I mean, what would my friends think? My family? Didn't I just graduate with a degree and land my, quote, dream job, and and now I think I'm going to become a photographer? I spent a lot of time worrying about what others would think about me. The world is comfortable with corporate things, executive terms, but I felt like the world was against the dreamers, the doers, the people who are pushing for something more. I knew that at that time I was fragile enough to believe others' opinions if I welcomed them into my life. And so I often just left out that little detail that I was attempting to escape my quote, impressive corporate job that I hated in order to do something different. The American Psychological Association says that imposter syndrome isn't an official diagnosis listed, but it is a very specific form of intellectual self-doubt. If you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you might also be feeling anxious or depressed. You might think you're a fraud, that you don't belong in the role that you've truly earned, that at any moment someone could ask you a pointed question about your field and bam, you're discovered as someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Spoiler alert, none of us really know what we're doing. Or maybe your imposter syndrome has actually stopped you before you've even started. Maybe the story you're telling yourself is that I'm not good enough to do the things I've dreamed about or someone else is already doing it and they're way better than I'll ever be. And that story can creep into your brain space. And before you even try, you stop. And that could be the end of it. Maybe you hit play today and you braced yourself because you know that this little feeling has held you back, but your story doesn't have to end here. So let's dig on into why women feel it most. When the imposter phenomenon was first discovered, psychologists thought it was only present in women. Isn't that fascinating? I'm not even a little bit surprised by this. Women face a unique degree of pressure to do all the things, to be everything, a career woman, the perfect mom, a homemaker, a supportive friend, a loving partner. Our self-worth can easily get all wrapped up in what we've achieved or what we claim as our titles. And then we get to play the comparison game. We compare our titles with those around us. We see our peers and competitors proudly posting their titles or accolades in their Instagram bios. I mean, I did a quick scroll of my feed today. Titles like seven figure mom, stay at home CEO, award winning photographer, online marketing expert. It's easy to feel that we're not worthy of anything beyond what's in front of us. And let me preface this with the fact that you are worthy of all the good things. Now, earlier versions of Jenna would have felt discouraged seeing all these big, impressive titles as I was forging my own path to claim my simple little, quote, photographer title. Because who was I to put that label in my own Instagram profile when I was still figuring out what all the little numbers on my camera lenses meant? Imagine if I had stopped there, if I let the pressure of an impressive title and the comparison game stop me in my tracks before I ever started. I don't even want to think about what my world would look like right now if my imposter syndrome had taken hold of everything the future held for me. I wish that I could say that after I actually did become a photographer, the imposter syndrome just vanished, but eight years in, I still battle it. Now that I'm not shooting weddings and I can't cling to the fact that I'm a quote award-winning wedding photographer, I feel stuck saying what I do. When people ask me, I like, I just don't know. If I say I'm a podcaster, it sounds like a hobby and I hate the term influencer. And when I tell people I'm an online educator, they have no clue what to make of it. Don't worry, I'll tell you how I've overcome this little dilemma soon. Anyways, I just want to show you that you never really get over imposter syndrome, but you can combat it. Before I dive into my steps in doing just that, I have to share one thing I've been clinging to. My business coach, Dean, has taught me this, that you don't have to have it all figured out to be an expert. You just have to be one chapter ahead of everyone else. I've always been that. Therefore, I should always wear the titles I'm in pursuit of, even if I don't have all the answers. We are all naturally one chapter ahead with the things we're passionate about or the things we love. And so take that little bit of advice and cling to it. If you're still hearing that voice telling you that you have to have it all figured out before you can claim it, drop it. Leave it right now. You just have to be one chapter ahead. So the first step to combating imposter syndrome is recognizing that it exists. You're maybe achievement-driven. You feel that pressure to do big things, whether it's internal or external pressure, and you're measuring your ability to achieve against the achievements of others. You recognize why you're feeling this way, and so here's what you can do to overcome it. First, claim your title. You need to claim that title like right now. Take out a piece of paper and a pen or open up the notes app on your phone and start a list. Write down your title or the titles that you wear. Like if someone asked you the question, what do you do? And you answered it without fear, what would that title be? What would that look like? Claim it now. Are you a photographer, an educator, a hairstylist, an ebook author, a podcaster, a speaker? Claim that title in big, bold letters. Then make three bullet points and answer these questions. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? And what is their end result? One of the best ways to combat imposter syndrome is getting confident talking about what you do. If the next time someone asks you that question, you could respond with your title and a summary of the answers to the questions you just answered. That means you're claiming that title that used to make you feel like a fraud. Don't add any caveats or verbal disclaimers, just a prompt and clear response and leave it at that. So here's what my list would look like. I'm the CEO of a multi-million dollar online company. I'm an online educator that serves female entrepreneurs through my podcast and online courses, and I empower women to pursue their passions and profits so they can do what they love and get paid to do it. Now, if you need to wake up and write down a statement like this every single day, like have a notebook on your nightstand and write down these truths, whatever they are. I am a good mom. I run a successful photography business. I am worthy of getting paid to do what I love. Whatever that is for you, write it down over and over and over again until you start to believe it. Now, have you guys watched a Brene Brown documentary on Netflix? Because if not, run, don't walk to watch it. I was literally eating dinner the other night with my parents and we were talking about it and I was urging them to watch it. Drew and I, we watched it twice in one weekend. And hey, if you want to help a sister out, you should go to her latest post on Instagram and comment and tell her that you want her to come on this podcast. Because I'm seriously daydreaming of having Brene on this show as a guest. How amazing would that be? But anyways, back to our documentary. One part of it really struck me deep. Brene was talking about how we're afraid to be joyful. Like a lot of times we'd rather be miserable than to actually be filled with joy because the moment that we're actually happy is the moment that something could be taken away from us. Like we're afraid to say that life is good or that we're thankful for our partner or our home or our business because when we express that joy, when we put that out into the universe, it sets us up to be disappointed or let down if something happens. And I think that ties in here well, because when we share our title, when we claim it, when we stand in that truth, we are living in our joy. And even though in spite of the fact that it could be taken away, we are choosing to be vulnerable here. And as Brene explains, being vulnerable is the best way to fully come alive. Now I share more advice in episode 245. It's five business mistakes you're currently making. So if you want to dig a little deeper into claiming your title and sharing what you do with confidence, head on back to episode 245. Next up, Stop making if-then statements, like leave those at the door. You know the kind of things I'm talking about, like the little gambles that you make yourself day in and day out. Like, if I win this award, then I'll officially be a photographer. If I make $10,000 this month, then I'm really an entrepreneur. If I book my 10th speaking gig, then I can say I'm a speaker on my website. Once my work is featured, then I can claim this. Does this sound like a conversation you've had with yourself? Have you made these if-then statements in your head? Like when we're building the life of an entrepreneur, especially in the creative realm, it's natural to grasp at benchmarks and more traditional metrics for qualifying our success. In the corporate world, a title, a promotion, a raise, or an award is seen as a very clear recognition of success and legitimacy. But something tells me that we busted out of the corporate world for a reason. So why are we trying to measure our entrepreneurial success on the same terms? You don't get an annual review or feedback the same way when you're your own boss, and trust me, it sucks, but creating rules for your success isn't the cure. It's so crazy to me because I can list off rules that I've made for myself in the past. They were either set because someone else had done it and to me they had made it, or they were arbitrary number figures that felt or sounded impressive and ones that I wanted to claim. Can I just tell you that every single level of business brings on the threat of new rules? When you hit six figures, then you're striving for seven. When you hit seven, then you hang out with people who make eight and you're never enough. Your enoughness isn't found in numbers or facts or figures. And if you want to figure that out until you've, quote, made it, then you're always going to be waiting. You've heard me say this before. If you have one follower, you are an influencer. Let's master that same mindset for any title. If you shoot one photo, you're a photographer. If you make $1 selling your products or services, you're an entrepreneur. And yeah, if you speak at one event, I don't care how many butts are in the seats. You are a speaker. I want to point it out too, that if we're measuring our success with these benchmarks and finding that we can't claim our titles with achieving whatever arbitrary level we set for ourselves, we're just going to keep raising the bar. Like we'll continue to downplay all that we've done because we'll be chasing that next level of success. It might even shut us down in our tracks, like stalling our progress and resetting the imposter syndrome cycle all over again. And I mean, who wants to be a hamster on that wheel? I've learned firsthand that you will always want more. You'll always keep pushing harder for bigger and more, and the rules will only get more complicated the more you grow. So how about we just commit today to stopping with the dang rules? I challenge you to reframe your thoughts surrounding achievements starting with two methods. First, I want for you to reach out to your mentors, your teachers, or whatever support group you have around you. Maybe it's a friend who's watched you grow, or maybe it's a coach who's helped you build your business. Tell them, like, be honest and tell them that you're feeling like a fraud. Tell them you're not even sure if you're a real photographer or fill in the blank for whatever it is you do and sub in whatever title you've previously claimed that made you feel important or worthy. No one ever told you that running a business meant you suddenly had to fill a million roles from being a masterful email template writer to a photo editor, a graphic designer to a social media strategist, not to mention actually working with paying clients. Yeah, nobody told me that either, which is why last year I decided to pull all the tools, templates, and strategies and put them into one place where you can get your hands on them. That's right. From pricing guides that you can customize to email templates, media kits to social media strategies, even editing presets, you can get all of the things that I've created for my own business and use it in yours. And you can save yourself 20% off your first digital purchase using the code gold digger. Head to shopgenicutcher.com to make this entrepreneur life just a little bit easier. That is shopgenicutcher.com. And don't forget the code golddigger is going to save you 20% off your first digital purchase. Did you know that your deodorant is likely filled with ingredients that can disrupt your hormones from aluminum compounds to parabens? There are even ingredients that have been banned in Europe that are still in our products here in the US of A. When I started to look at what I was putting both on and in my body during our fertility struggles, I was shocked at the ingredient lists I was reading. That was when I made the switch to all natural skincare and deodorant and fell in love with Primally Pure. Primally Pure changed what I thought of all natural products and made the process of ditching my toxic products for nature made ones so easy. Nature truly can be smarter than science. To learn more about my five must have products, spoiler, you could buy them all for under $100 and save yourself 10% off of your purchase. Head to jennacutcher.com slash Primally Pure. Again, save 10% off of your purchase just by heading to jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy gold diggers. Next, let them butter you up for a little bit. I know it might seem like this is like fishing for compliments. It might feel a little odd, but sometimes we need to hear from someone on the outside of our brains who has seen us through it all or who has been impacted by the work that we do in order to find our own confidence again. Sometimes we just need to see ourselves through the eyes of someone who loves us. Second, Write a new internal dialogue for yourself. Like, write it out. Feel free to add it to the note that you started before. If your internal dialogue is all if-then statements, take the first one that comes to mind and rewrite it in a way that does not trigger those I'm-a-fraud feelings. It might sound like this. If your statement is, if I book 10 weddings, my first wedding season, then I can say I'm a photographer. You could rewrite it like this. I am a photographer because I booked my first wedding today and I will serve the bride and groom with special moments that they will remember forever. Do you hear the difference? Like there's no benchmark here, no challenge to our confidence. The second statement shifts our mindset. It starts with an unafraid statement. I am a photographer. It backs up that statement with one piece of evidence because I booked my first wedding today and it brings in our why. I will serve the bride and groom with special memories they will remember forever. If we measure our success through how we're showing up and serving others, we will always feel accomplished. We'll always feel like we belong. If we keep focusing on those arbitrary metrics, those if-then statements and corporate terms of achievement, we'll keep raising the bar and chasing our tails caught in that dizzying spiral of imposter syndrome. But after we get rid of those rules, it is time to admit that you don't have all the answers. I want to get into this step as we work through our imposter syndrome together. We know why we get these feelings of being a fraud. We've talked about claiming our titles and speaking confidently about what we do. And we now know that we have to change our internal dialogue to ultimately shift our mindset. But I want to make one thing really crystal clear. Just because you own your title does not mean that you need to have all the answers. In fact, I want for you to admit that you don't have all the answers, and that's okay. I remember one of the first weddings I ever shot. The bride was like one of the first brides that was like, I have to have you. Like It was the first time someone wanted me for me, not just because I was cheaper than other photographers or anything. She had seen a few of my posts online, and she wanted me. And I remember showing up to that day with confidence and stumbling my way through that day and that night until she sat me at a table for dinner with a guy named Zach. Now, Zach was also a photographer. And I use the term also loosely because I didn't even feel like a photographer at the time. I remember sitting next to him as we ate our chicken and he asked me which lens I was using. Guys, I had to actually look down at the lens and read the numbers off to him. I didn't fully know what those numbers meant at the time, and I felt like crawling into a hole. But then it hit me. If they know Zach, and they know he's a photographer, and still they chose me, I must have something to offer that Zach couldn't. I remember leaving that feeling of shame at the door and just doing my thing while Zach watched on because they chose me. They chose a girl who didn't know all the numbers, but who knew how to capture the right moments. And in that moment, I chose to honor that fact and not let the imposter feelings that were right there sweep me away. They could have done that if I had let them. If you're faced with a question about your line of work and you can't happily rattle off the numbers on your lenses without blinking, that's okay. You have permission to always be learning. I would rather you start with imperfect action and keep getting better over time. I'd hate for you to hide your magic from the world because you're afraid of getting stumped by a little question from someone who doesn't have a single clue about all the big things you're destined to do. I challenge you to just take imperfect action and to continue to grow. Imperfect action makes things happen. Take big, bold, imperfect steps forward. If you get a question that you can't answer, say it. I don't know, and then ask for help along the way. And with every imperfect step forward, you'll start to learn the answers to those questions that once stumped you. You'll start moving in the right directions. New questions are always going to arise. Trust me, they never stop popping up, but just because you don't have the answer right now doesn't mean you're an imposter. Heck, just the other day, a friend of ours was texting me about how I record the podcast and I laughed and I sent him a photo of our messy closet and my DIY microphone box with my $100 mic in it and he was shocked. He sent me over his setup, which was way more professional than mine, and he used terms that I didn't even understand and instead of feeling like I wasn't enough, I laughed and I told him, I literally just show up and do my best and I don't have all the fancy things or a studio, but I do have a voice and I choose to show up with that. Um yeah, I've come a long way and this episode is making me see that it's not your job to convince other people your business is worthy or important or successful. A lot of times people treat me like my job is a hobby or they'll ask me things like, "Well, what does your husband do?" And it used to drive me crazy because they all belittled what I had built, but at the same time, I know what I've created and if they don't find worth in it or don't understand, that's on them. That's a reflection on them and not what I've created. Trust me, everyone feels like a fraud at times, like an imposter in their own world. It shows up in different ways and at different times, but it's deeply rooted in the fact that we are achievement oriented and we're out here chasing our biggest dreams. With chasing dreams comes fear and uncertainty, but don't let that stop you before you even begin. Take it from me, You will never feel fully ready. You'll never feel fully equipped or that you have it all figured out. You'll never feel ready. But when you choose to be vulnerable and step into the roles that God has created for only you to fill, you'll come alive in a way that will inspire others and help you to make a bigger impact here on this earth. Step into it, own it, rock it, and know that you don't have to have it all figured out or have a degree on the wall or have hit a certain figure number of income to stand in your truth. Jump on to Instagram at gold Digger Podcast and tell me your title. Claim it in the caption so that I can see you standing in your truth. Because when you do that, you give others permission to stand in theirs. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for hitting play
1: on this episode today. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast.